0: Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. This is the first episode of 2023, so Happy New Year to everyone. Um, And today I thought I'd talk about time, the importance of time, how precious time is, and how to be in time instead of out of time. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So I'm thinking a lot about time today because I just dropped my son off at the airport. So he's 29. He has his own life and his own home and friends and lives quite far away. So time is very precious when I get to spend it with him. We're very close and we talk all the time, but it is really special to see him in person. And we were very lucky to have him here for three weeks. And it was just wonderful. And it was the first time in four years that I've had all my children together. Barry and I were so excited to have all of our kids together for the first time in a very long time. Because prior to that, Zoe, who you met on some of my other podcasts, um, also lived far away. She lives she lives uh, in the same city now, but uh, she was living far away for a long time and COVID kept us all separate. And Time is also very special because my youngest will be going off to college in the fall. So I'm very much aware of time. And when you have children that are older and everyone tells you this, um, you look back and realize how fast time actually went. So for many of you who have little ones who are exhausted and it just seems like it's never going to end and, you know, every day it's just, it gets harder and harder sometimes and it does... Um, time really does fly. And if you look backwards, you'll see it. So I wanted to open with uh, a story. And this this actually really did happen. This is just before Jacob actually went to college, which is now a very long time ago. So he was 18. He was um, about to go to college the next day. And I had had a dream the night before we were going to drop him off. And the dream went something like this. I was in a shop. In cottage country somewhere. And all my kids were somewhere around the store and my husband was there too. And I was just kind of looking and I look off into sort of another part of the store and I see a little boy with blonde hair and big blue eyes and who looked exactly like Jacob. And I look, I kind of squint and I look a little closer and it is him. And he comes running up to me. He was about 10, maybe mommy, I love you. And I I remember like bending over and giving them this hug because Jacob w- but now by this time was over six feet tall and I had to reach up to hug him. And so it was just this incredible moment where I remembered what it was like to to hug him when he was just little. And I you know, put my hands on his cheeks and I looked at him and I said, how is this happening? Oh my goodness, look at you. Uh, and I said, hey, you've got to meet somebody. And so I gestured to current Jacob, who at the time of the stream was 18, and said, hey, come over here. You've got to meet yourself. And um, he looked at him and said, hey, buddy, high five. How you doing? Hey, I just want to let you know that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be just great. And they kind of high fived again. And then little Jacob kind of looked at me and said, I have to go. And I'm like, no, no, don't go yet. And he kind of ran off. And I, I literally woke up crying, bawling my eyes out. It was pretty emotional. And I kind of, so now I'm in real time. I'm not dreaming anymore. (laughs) I'm trying to get myself together. Gonna be driving Jacob off to university in a couple of hours. So I go into the kitchen, I'm making myself coffee. Um, and then Jacob comes downstairs, sees me crying, gives me a hug. And then I tell him about the dream. And it's actually really cute because he looked at me and goes, Yeah, but you still love me now, right? And I was like, Did you seriously just get jealous of yourself? And he was like, Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I tell that story because it it was um, it was such a powerful way that my brain wanted to teach me a lesson about time. And at the time, I also, so Olivia was was only about 10. She's about 10 years younger than Jacob. So it really helped me to be what I call in time with her. And as you know, Olivia's definitely a gladiator child. She's super smart and very sassy. And I mean, she's wonderful now. And she certainly was then too, but she, she was a handful at times. And, and I kept remembering that dream. And I kept remembering how important it is to be aware of the passing of time and how quickly it actually goes. So when you have little ones and they're not sleeping or they're, freaking out and having temper tantrums, or it just seems like a zoo in your house, just do the math. I mean, if your kids are 10, 9, 11, it's four or five years, and then they'll be at a stage where they love you and they want to be with you, but it's more important that they're with their friends and they won't want you to lie down with them and they won't want to sit on your lap and they won't come running to tell you things the same way. Um, and each stage is powerful and each stage is important, and each stage has something wonderful for you as a parent um, and for them as they go through different things. Um, but each stage passes very, very quickly. So the concept I want to have everyone kind of think about is being in time. And when you're in time, you're very present, you're aware of time, you're in the moment you're smiling you're aware that these things are happening and that time can move very quickly and just taking that little perspective just having that kind of witness part of your brain observing that this is a moment in time it's not forever um it will change you know when your kids get older and they move out or they're off to university or college um the house is pretty quiet the, the things that are driving you crazy are going to be the very things that you miss. So it, it's a, it's sort of pulling yourself into time and in that awareness. And what we often do is we stay outside of time and we're observing time. I've got to hurry up, i got to go, i got to do this, and then I have to do that, and then I have to finish this, I have to do that. And you do have to obviously do that to function and to manage and to move yourself through all the things that you have to do. But if we're constantly thinking about the future um, or we're missing and lamenting the past, we're actually missing out on being in time. We're actually missing out on the very moments that are precious. And it's actually a pretty wonderful way to slow down time too, when you pull yourself into the present moment. Um, And it's really important to understand, you know, time and mood are actually very related, right? So if you are anxious, you're in the future, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't work out? Um, what if I forget about this? What if this? That's, you're all in the future. When you're sad, you're in the past. You're replaying past stories. You're replaying past programs, or you're reliving moments and lamenting and, um, and really struggling through them. And what's important to understand about the brain is the midbrain can't tell the difference between the future and the past and the present whether you're imagining something, remembering something or in something to the midbrain, to the limbic system, the sort of security system in the brain, it can't tell the difference. So when you're reliving things or you're putting yourself, inserting yourself into the future and you're worrying about things, your brain is living it as if it's happening. So what you want to do is you want to bring yourself into the present moment. And here are some ways to do this. And and I, and I think it's so important too to talk about this with your kids. Say, hey, this is a really fun moment we're in right now. This is a really lovely moment. Let's 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 think of some things we can remember. What can we see that's special? What can we feel that's special? What can we smell that's special? The cookies baking or you know something in the oven. Get your child and do this yourself. Pull yourself into your senses and choose things in that moment that help ground you in the moment you're in. And if it's a really difficult moment and it's, you know, the kids are fighting or something just happened or there's tears about something always mirror first, always use the calm technique first. And again, go back to the first, uh, first three episodes really that cover that Um, be very present with your child and listen and connect and um, mirror back what they're saying. And then when it's time, then you can move to a moment where you help your child feel that feeling. You feel it too. You can hold hands and look at each other and go, let's just feel sad. Let's just feel this. Sad is a feeling and feelings will, are meant to be felt and they will pass through us. And once you let yourself kind of feel that feeling and you teach your child to also feel that feeling, they will also feel it let go. They will feel it metabolize. Um, and then you'll move on to a new moment. But in that um, kind of experience, it's okay to say to your child, let's feel this, but this will flow through us. This will pass and we'll just hang on together. We'll get through this together, but it will pass. And in a few minutes, we're going to feel better or in a couple of hours, we're going to feel better. Or If it's a big thing, it may be longer, but we will get through it. And it's helping your child to understand the relationship with time, feelings and time and how to be in time instead of running out of time. So I thought this was an important topic given that it's a brand new year. And uh, I think sometimes allowing yourself to be aware of how quickly time moves and how precious it is, it puts you in that witness state where you are observing and knowing that this is all part of being a mom or a dad or being a wife and a mother, or husband. It's all part of being human that life is full of all kinds of emotions that move through us. They don't have to stick in us. They can move right through us. Um, We can feel them. We can process them. We can allow them to be information for us, but they don't have to become the program that we follow all the time. And I think it's a really wonderful way to start the year. So with that, I will leave you until our next episode. Um, I'm really excited because I'm going to be uh, starting a, something a little, you know, something new uh, in the Connected Parenting Podcast. Once a month, I'm going to be interviewing uh, a guest, and I have chosen just a number of really amazing people with incredible experiences, stories to tell. They can enrich our lives, um, they have knowledge and expertise about incredible topics. And I'm really looking forward to at least once a month interviewing, um, a guest to share incredible information and stories with all of you. So in the meantime, go to connectedparenting.com. You can find out all about our services. We've got a whole team of connected parenting therapists. We've got online courses. We have, um, I'm also starting what's called the pocket therapist series, where I will be doing little mini courses on things like procrastination and how to deal with breakups and just all kinds of things that just happen in life. And it's really nice to have that guidance and that advice. So I'll be introducing that series uh, in the next month or two. So I'm happy to share all that with you and I will see you again on the next episode of Connected Parenting.